hello, welcome. I'm Donna, your host, and you have just joined in on Postpartum Talks Podcast. Thank you, new families. Thank you, members. Thank you all who have been listening to this podcast since 2020. I just want to give a shout out to all of you to encourage you that I appreciate you. Those of you who have listened in since 2020 up until now, because maybe you have joined and had another baby or you have just started listening. Either way, you are all welcome. And I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to stop by and to listen to my tips that I hope can be an encouragement to allow you to experience your postpartum journey better. Let's get right into it. Today's topic, five steps to avoid burning out. That's right. Postpartum is going to be your best friend. Stay tuned and I will join you on the other side. Let's get right into it. Five ways, five steps, five processes to avoid burning out. Why? Why am I even speaking about this? Is it possible to burn out after you have a baby? Did we not just go through the hardest part? Did we not just make it through nine months of trauma? And it is trauma. It's traumatizing to our body. It was an event. Our whole body, our whole life, our mindset, everything has changed overnight. And now here we are. And now I'm going to bring to you a possible option of burning out. No, what I want to bring to you today, moms, is the fact that yes, your body has undergone some trauma because it was traumatizing to your mind, your body, and your spirit. So postpartum, because your body is made so perfectly by the creator, we are perfectly made, it has given us the ability to restore our health all over again after all of that, after all that pushing, cutting, yelling, bleeding, all of that event of just having a child, yes, it has become a part of us. And now postpartum is available to engulf you in loving yourself, engulf you in restoring your mind, your body, and your spirit to wholeness, all right? So this is possible, this is possible to experience burnout when you don't take steps to avoid it. And that's what we're talking about today. The five steps to avoid burnout. One, two, three, four, five. One, rest, rest, rest. You have undergone as if you went into a boxing ring. You know what I mean? You put out all that energy, all that mindset, and you were actually literally fighting fighting for your life, fighting for your child's life. You have went through a fight. So what do boxers usually do? You know, after a fight, do they just go and go back into another fight? Is that what this is about? You know, yeah, I'm going to fight you again. I'm going to fight another 16 rounds with somebody else, and I'm going to win. That's usually not the mindset because they would have had time to, um, they would need the time to rest, refresh, Take a break. That's what the bell is for. So in our everyday life as a mother, as a woman, a lot of times, what are we not doing? We are not putting ourselves first and we're not resting. So usually we think, let me take care of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down to Z. 
and we will skip on ourselves as if we're doing the whole world this wonderful, um, wonderful, wonderful job at being loveless to ourselves. We don't help anyone when we don't help ourselves. We're no good to anyone when we are not good to ourselves. When we do not rest our body after we had a baby, after we just had this traumatizing event, event to our body, to our spirit, and we do not take the time to sit and realize we need to quiet ourselves. Rest is very important. And by not resting, because we feel what we need to take care of A, B, C, D, you know, washing dishes, folding clothes, um, cleaning the bathroom. No, no, you don't need to do any of that. Rest is your number one way to avoid burning out because your body is going to beg you for it. So to prevent your body from begging you, from showing you signs that you didn't, that you neglected it. We're going to take the time to teach you right now. Rest, rest. How do you rest when you had a newborn and this baby's up like maybe every hour and a half, maybe every 40 minutes? How are you even resting through that? My only advice to you, and this is true, this is my only advice, okay? You know by now I had 10 children and I thank God for all of them. And all of them, I had to learn to rest. That's the smartest thing I did for myself. My last pregnancy with my 10th, I did not rest. And let me tell you, their body will tell on you. So be wise, be loving, be kind to yourself. Rest. How do you do that when you have a newborn that may wake up as often as within every two hours? The first thing to do is sleep when the baby sleeps. If your child just dozes off, and you're, and you're there, lay down. If you have to put your timer on, your phone, your clock, whatever, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and take a nap and put that timer on. Do that for yourself, okay? If you have to take increments of rest throughout the day, 30-minute naps, two hours awake, 30-minute naps, two hours awake. If that's how you have to get through until maybe you have more help to help you and they can watch the baby for you so you can get the full six to eight hours that you would dream about, then you will need to improvise. By improvising, this is where you can put your timer on. And the only reason you're going to do that is to force yourself to stop. Because by not resting, that means lay down. Lay your body supine, lay it down, just lay down flat on your bed, safe, secure, make sure your baby's in a secure place because sometimes we are exhausted and we can just fall out on the floor. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be kind to yourself, okay? Be kind to yourself. Remember, this is, postpartum is about restoring you to wholeness, loving you to wholeness. And you are now going to learn how to include that love and to pour it out into your child. But it doesn't mean you pour it all into your child because you still have to take care of you and any other family members around you. But the first person that you're going to love best is you so that you can love them the way they need to be loved unconditionally with patience and kindness. And usually if we're not rested, we're grouchy, irritable, short-tempered. And yes, we cause problems. We can even be short-tempered as much as we love our baby we can become short-tempered, irritable with the child. And this is where people get frustrated, angry, screaming, yelling, shaking, um, you know, being more aggressive with the baby. So this is something you need to pay attention to. 
it's not just about you. It is about those that you'll be affecting around you, including your newborn. You rest. You ask for help when you need help. If you don't have help, there are ways to get, as I mentioned before, you know I'm a postpartum doula, but there are ways to ask for help. You can call up agencies. They have postpartum doulas. They're called community doulas, and you can ask for assistance. If you're able to afford a full-service postpartum doula, look into it. Find out the course. If it's one day a week, if it's twice a week, that's great. Just enough time to have you in a position where you know you can close your eyes, feel comfortable, feel confident that you're going to rest that day. And then you'll have more energy because with rest, your body has time to build and heal itself, you know, heal the wounds, the wounds that you don't even see, you know, while we are um, in, in all this emotion of having a child, we are thinking about our own childhood, our, our mothers, um, for those of us, that may not have had moms that were maybe as loving or as kind, you know, this can bring up different emotions. So by you resting, your body is healing you, healing you with positive input. And that allows your body to kind of move all of that negativity aside and restore you with wholeness and positive um, energy, which brings off new cells, vibrancy and beauty. So this is going to restore you. You resting is very important. It's very important. So I just want you to know the way that I have a dog in the back. His name is Copper. If you happen to hear him, please excuse me. But this is the family that I have and I love them. Um, ask for help. If you're not able to, if you're finding that you need more rest and you're not getting it, or you find that you're getting very irritable and short-tempered and things are just not working out, or you find that you're not very nice to your baby, we all know what nice can be. Kindness and gentleness and, you know, self-control and patience. If we're not really acting like that and we find really being more irritable, that's the time to ask for help, okay? Ask a family member, ask a neighbor, Ask someone that you feel comfortable with or that you trust enough to close your eyes and you have your child there, all right? Because you're going to need to take care of you, number one. Remember, if you can't ask, if you have no one at that time to help you, you can put your timer on and you can get your timer to count you 15 minutes, 30-minute breaks, and that's enough for you to kind of take that little nap to rest, all right? And the other time, of course, sleep when the baby sleeps, now, if you have other children, we know that can be a compromising position, but if they're under five, maybe at that time, they'll be happy to sit and join you as they can sit on your bed if you allow that. Maybe you can read them a storybook and that may kind of calm them down. You can let them know, I'm just, mommy's going to take a break right now. You can sit here with me. Maybe you can have some snacks available for the child while you're sleeping and they can still sit next to you if that's possible. But if not, maybe you can just lay in your room and it can still be in your room where you find that they're not out somewhere else, maybe near a kitchen or a stove or getting into too much mischief. If this is something you're comfortable with, there are many options. Maybe you have older children that can help watch the younger children while you're sleeping as the baby is sleeping. All right, let's go to number two. Number two is hydration. Hydration will prevent you from burning out. I'm telling you, without water flowing through your body, everything else slows down. Everything slows down. Your breast milk, your mindset, your strength, 
your muscles, everything is like, oh my goodness, how am I going to move? And that creates tension. That creates tension, lack of energy, lack of um, motivation to do, to get up. And also if you're not getting enough milk, as I said a few minutes ago, with no hydration, you have no milk. That child's not going to eat. You're going to have a baby crying, crying, crying. And you're going to have your breast where they're going to feel really uncomfortable. Because now the baby's draining something that's not there. So let's put things in perspective. Burnout is, I'm done. I don't have nothing left to give. I'm exhausted. I have maxed myself to capacity to do this job. Now, we know that animals have babies and they get up and go. Okay. We are human. We as women, our bodies are capable of having a child. It's what we're doing to our bodies that makes it harder to let this flow. Now, mind you, and I want to um, put this out there. Nobody here shaming you because you're too tired. No one's shaming you because things are not going the way you plan. So let's get that out of our head right now. This is not the shame game. But in basic steps of how to prevent problems, we're going to take this at this level, okay? It is our responsibility to hydrate ourselves. You have water next to you, fill up a water bottle, fill up a canister, have lemons on the side, have ice cubes on the side, anything that you can, some blueberries, cucumbers, whatever you like to add in your water, have that available. Make it attentive, make it beautiful. You have to have a little flower in a vase next to your water to allow you to feel happier to drink it, do that. Where you go, if you're outside, if you're walking around, bring your water, bring your water, you know, keep this moving. This is something that your body needs to help everything flow. We do not want to um, have trouble with producing milk if we're breastfeeding. We do not want to have headaches because our brain is lacking, is getting dehydrated. Do you know what I mean? We need everything available to make this body work. But the body is not just there to help the baby. Your body is there to take care of you. But you have a responsibility to show love to it by taking care of it. And hydration is something you can do by having your water bottles available. Since summer is coming, I love the natural fruit ice pops. I mean, those are delicious. You know, yes, they're maybe low in sugar, but they're very delicious. And it's something that's nice and cold. And you can just pop one in the freezer, take that out when you're ready. And there you have, you got fruit, vitamin C, some hydration and a nice taste to go along with something to help you be motivated and to stay cool. So I just want to let you know, hydration is important. Do not doubt what you can do. Keep everything available. Prep what you need to do. Ask for help. Send someone to the store to pick up some lemons, some blueberries, some ice, whatever, some new ice trays, whatever it is you need, ask them. And these things are very simple. They don't have to be an over expense, but it's something that you can do to help yourself. Let's go to number three. All right. Meals. What are we doing by not eating? You don't eat. You have nothing. No reserve. So by you eating a healthy meal, how is that helping you to avoid burning out? Hmm. Think about that for two seconds. Hmm. Gasoline keeps your car moving. No gasoline. I don't care what brand of car you have. I don't care what year it is. And I don't care where you live. That car is not moving. All right. So your meals 
are your gasoline to get you up and about moving and enjoying your life. So if you're skimping on meals because you're too tired to eat, you're going to keep being too tired to do anything. And eventually you might even pass out. Please protect your brain. A lot of um, people fall, right? And why? They passed out. They got too hot. They got dehydrated and just passed out. You got to protect our heads. So we don't want to just drop on the ground anywhere. We need to be able to remember where we are, with who we are, and where we're going. So prepare yourself. Eat a healthy meal. I personally like the first meal of the day. Some people only eat um, breakfast late in the afternoon. Find your preference. Make it consistent. Your one meal a day may be your best meal of the day. But I would love for you to recognize no gas, your car doesn't move, no meals, your body doesn't function right. So some of the foods that I think were very helpful to my experience and my journey to make me more confident in my day where I was not feeling sluggish, where I wasn't feeling discouraged. I found fresh fruit. I really enjoyed apples, oranges, bananas, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, um, tangerines, although that can be under oranges, right? I'm not a kiwi person, but I'll eat some kiwis. Basically, any fruit that my body was comfortable to eat, I ate. And because I had the children different seasons, whatever the fruit was available at that season was very welcoming to me. I also had dried fruit, like dried apricots, dried um, cranberries, and of course, raisins. Raisins are not my best fruit, but I'll take it. I will take any fruit that um, will encourage me to eat a healthy meal, all right? Also, of course, there's, there's fruits, there's nuts. So I like cashews, walnuts, almonds, peanuts. Many of us <laughs> love nuts, but I do know there are some allergies out there. So again, these are the things that help me. Find a fruit or nut that makes you feel stronger, refreshed, healthier. And of course, if you're not allergic to it, make that a part of your diet. Okay. So yogurt, I found yogurt to be very, I like yogurt. I like um, Greek yogurt because it's so thick and I would add honey, raw honey to mine because sometimes I found that they would have um, some of the brands, they would be too sweet or too, you know, clunky with some extra stuff I didn't really care for. So I had to take my time looking for various yogurts that I found comfortable for me. But yogurts I found to be very delicious. And because it does have dairy, it helped with, um, you know, taking care of my bones. You know, we're moms. We got to take care of those bones. Our pelvic bones, everything gets used in our body. But, you know, the pelvic area, our backbone, we're standing, we're holding a baby. We want to make sure 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, our body is being cared for. And I'll tell you right now, you start taking care of that baby tree that you're planting right now. You don't wait till that tree is six feet, seven feet, eight feet tall to start trying to straighten it up. You want to take care of your body now while you're in this stage and everything is um, rebuilding. All right. Your bones and everything. This is where we want to stay hydrated because everything's flowing. You have the new cells that are being um, birthed into your body to help you every day. So if we're slacking with our body, things, other things are going to slow down too. So let's remember taking care of our body is very important. Eggs, you know, I love breakfast. If it's just toast, you can pop in and an egg, you can boil. 
and one apple, hey, you did yourself a favor. That's a healthy meal. You know, I know many of you may not want to get up and make pancakes and scrambled eggs or omelets and, you know, all these Belgian waffles. I'm sure that may not be a thing at this second if you just came home or if you just had that baby two hours ago. So this is not something I'm promoting for you to do. If you're like just two within your two weeks postpartum, I am encouraging you though, make sure you have food available. If you got to keep it by your bedside, granola bars, you know, prepackaged fruit, again, fruit, fresh fruit, some dried nuts, have that available. This way you're always getting something, something in your body that's helpful. Water keeps everything flowing, but if water's not your favorite, find a drink that's healthy for your body that'll keep you moving, all right? I'm going to keep that sugar level a little lower so our body is um, learning to adapt and learn how to use the energy it's naturally producing through the healthy foods that you're giving to it. Here is number four. I love this one. Four steps. Here's the step. Avoiding burnout. Laughter. That's right. Laughter. You don't need to sit around feeling, oh my goodness, my body, my this, my eyes, my ear. No, you're going to laugh. I want you to take this moment, stand in a mirror fully naked. Look at yourself. If you have to laugh, laugh. If you want to cry, then laugh. You are more than welcome to it. Laughter, best medicine. It heals the body. I used to love watching I Love Lucy. You know, um, I, I'm here in the USA, but I'm sure many of you have heard of the I Love Lucy show. I think it's a silly show that really, I think she did a great job representing women and the state that they were in while um, that show aired. And during those times, women had it a little difficult. They were not as vibrant and out there doing as many things as they are now. But it's still a funny show showing how women had to um, relate to her world around her, especially within her home, and how she tried so many different steps to make it work for her. So I found many of her episodes to be very funny. And I appreciate her because as I'm getting older, you know, you got to appreciate women who can go out there and look silly, love it, and do it for someone else because they love to make people laugh. But I Love Lucy was one of my favorite shows, and I found laughter is something I enjoy during that time because, um, yes, we can get a little discouraged when we notice, wow, we, we have stretch marks or if we're healing from a cesarean, we have scars or, you know, different pains that we're experiencing. And that can get us a little bit discouraged, but not to be to a point where you feel like that's your whole life. You know, today's not your whole story. Today's just part of your story. As you know, this is not the end. This is the beginning, a new season, a new chapter. Every day is a new page of your life. So when you get up, if you're feeling a little discouraged, you know, to prevent burning yourself out where you feel discouraged so much, that you get to a point where you feel you can't move, this is where you have to push yourself up one step and step four would be, you know, laugh. Laugh at yourself. Watch something that's funny. Watch a comedy show. Watch a comedy. If someone can take you out to a comedy club, go out for that evening and just, just laugh. If you have great friends that know how to make you laugh, call them. Let them be silly with you on the phone. If they have to come in there and make fun of you and you're okay with it, let them come. Tell them to bring their cousins. Let everyone come who can bring laughter to you. If you have to, to keep out naysayers out from your space, you know, those relatives or friends that want to come in and tell you everything that's wrong with you, everything that's not right with your house, everything that's wrong with your child, you know, naysayers. You may need to just keep a little distance from them 
Because if they're not bringing you joy, peace, and happiness right now, you really don't need them in your space because you're taking care of who? Who are you taking care of? Yourself right now. And you need to protect that zone. It's not to be a zone where you will never let them in ever, ever, ever. (laughs) It's a zone where you are rebuilding. So your energy may not be um, that strong to have people like that in your space. Too many visitors who come with a negative attitude, that will drain you. You will feel like you just had another child. (laughs) Keep them away. You can call them later. Later meaning like next month. You know, if they get offended, too bad. Because at this second, they cannot do you. They can't be you. They can't help you in a healthy way. Therefore, you don't need them in your space. This does not mean you do not love them. It just means you need to pay attention to what's priority. Laughter, peace, joy, kindness, that's going to help you. And you need people around you that's going to help you, encourage you in a healthy way of laughter. All right? Laughter was number four. And number five, da 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 healthy touch. All right? What are we doing? Touch, the fifth step of avoiding burnout. You need healthy touch. Healthy touch helps to soothe the mind. Soothe the soul. It's actually what? It's just calming. (laughs) Honestly, it's just calming. Someone coming to hold your hand, it's calming. Someone to touch your shoulder, it's calming. Calm. If you have to hire a massage therapist to get a massage, do that. Do that. If you have to get a massage once a month, if you have to increase it twice a week, do what you need to do to obtain a healthy way of healing. I am not encouraging you to break your bank account. I'm not encouraging you to go broke. I am encouraging you to healthy touch is good. You can also get a massage from your significant other if they are all right with massaging your feet, your back, even your hands, that's fine. Because it's not about a full body massage. This is just about healthy touch to help you calm, soothe, you know, and when you're, and when this is happening, keep, keep things quiet, keep things quiet because our stress level can be up there. We may not even be aware of it. So you want to keep things calm and quiet, maybe dim the light, close the curtains to calm, calm the light out. Sound should be very quiet. If you have to put background music on, do that. But put yourself in the mode to calm your body. Put yourself in the mode to think. And let me tell you something else about touch. If you are breastfeeding, you can do skin-to-skin contact with your newborn. And just to have your baby skin-to-skin on you, that is very soothing and calming. Not only does it calm you, but it calms the baby. It calms the baby to give the baby a sense of security and a connection with you. So that baby time that you're doing, developing your relationship with your child on the outside of you, that helps to rebuild a very wonderful relationship. So touch is a healthy part of your healing process. The five steps to avoid burnout were rest, hydration, meals, laughter, and healthy touch. These are so important for you. Keep your body flowing in the positivity. When those low moments come or you look and you feel uncomfortable about anything going on about your life, within you, about your body, within your body, be honest to yourself. Remember, today is not the end of your book. 
Today is a page of your story and you, you are making this beautiful day happen. If you feel you didn't do a great job, it's okay. You start again. I know most of you have paper and pen and you know how that goes. If you have a journal before you write something, maybe you scratch it and you just get it out and it's out the way, right? No matter what the reason is, you start over because why? You know that it gets better. Please remember, five steps to avoid burnout. It starts with you taking the time to love you and appreciating the very wonderful person that you are and enjoying your family and especially that new one that you just brought home. Be patient with you and you'll be patient with everybody else. I love you, I'm proud of you, and I thank you for listening to Postpartum Talks. Have a beautiful week. Make your life wonderful, one page, one day at a time.